Chapter 15. Hey, I said, walking up to Connor a couple days later at his locker. He turned around to face me. Hey, how's spaghetti? Better. I had spent as much time with him as I could, trying to motivate him to get well and eat his hay, even offering it to him with my feet. I also made sure he ate his llama ration. My efforts seemed to be working. That's good, Connor said. Do you know why he's named Spaghetti? Seemed like a weird name for a llama. Denise told me he's named after Spaghetti Westerns. Oh, Connor said. What are those? I shrugged. No idea. Maybe movies full of cowboys eating lots of spaghetti? Connor nodded. Weird. I saw Zion walking down the sidewalk toward us. Hey, Zion, I called to him. He was concentrating so hard on watching his feet, he didn't hear me. Zion, I called again. He looked up, seemingly surprised again that someone was talking to him. I can't exactly wave to get someone's attention, so I jumped up and down a little. Zion, I said again as I bounced. He finally saw me. He stopped in front of me and Connor. Hi, Avon, he said softly. This is Connor, I told him, and the two boys gave each other a little mini wave. You're in my history class, Zion told Connor. I've, uh, heard you in there. Connor barked and shrugged his shoulders. You and everyone else. Connor has Tourette syndrome, I explained to Zion. He can't help it. Oh, I didn't think he could, Zion looked down at his sneakers, then back up at Connor. I'm sorry. Connor shrugged again. It's okay. Anyway, I said, I was just about to ask Connor if he wanted to come over after school and do some investigating. I eyed Zion seriously. I live at this theme park called Stagecoach Pass. Yeah, I know that place, said Zion. Oh, good, I said. We're trying to figure out why no one ever sees the owner. We think he might have been. I looked around and whispered, murdered. Zion took a step back. That sounds scary. Connor barked. Trust me, there's nothing scary about that place. I don't know about that, I said. This morning when I left the apartment, I found a dead lizard right at the bottom of the stairs. I sighed and nodded. Yep, I think someone was trying to send me a message. What kind of message, Zion asked. Stop butting your nose in where it doesn't belong, or I'll send you some dead lizards, I said. Obviously. Connor shook his head. I don't know. Stuff dies in the desert all the time. That's kind of what the desert does. Kills stuff. Well, you guys should come over. I'll show you the dead lizard and we can search the storage shed more. Connor slammed his locker locker shut. I can't. My mom needs me to wait at home for the maintenance guy. For some reason, our hot water won't work. Oh, that stinks, I said. I can't either, said Zion, and I'm not sure... I want to get involved with murders and dead lizards and stuff. I don't know if my parents would like it. It's only one murder and one dead lizard. I rolled my eyes and tapped my foot. How about tomorrow? It's Saturday. Yeah, Connor said. I can come over early. We both looked at Zion. Okay, he said. But if anyone sends you any more dead animals, I'm out. Great, I said. I can't wait for tomorrow. As Connor, Zion, and I walked together down the sidewalk, I heard someone do that coughing thing when they sneak a word into the cough, but they're not actually being very sneaky about it at all. And the word was freaks. Chapter 16.
The next morning, I wrote a new blog post. I'm sure most people who see me feel sorry for me at first. I think their first thought is probably something about how terrible it must be not to have arms. Maybe they imagine me helplessly being carried around by my mom everywhere in a giant baby backpack and my poor parents having to brush my teeth and feed me through a tube and change my diapers and whatever. What a lot of people don't realize, though, is there are a lot of fantastic things about not having arms. Seriously, I can think of 20 right now. One, no fist fighting. That is really a positive for other people because I totally win in any fist fight. No, really. It would be a total smackdown. Two, no rough elbows. My mom has eczema, so I know what a curse rough elbows can be. Three, no need to clean my fingernails. You can add filing, polishing, and trimming to that as well. Four, no leaving fingerprints behind at a crime scene. Very helpful if I ever rob a bank. Five, no getting caught picking my nose. My shoes are usually in the way. Six, no arm wrestling. Seven, no golf. Well, I suppose I could figure out a way to play golf, but I'm so not gonna because golf is boring. Eight, no cheesy high fives. Nine, no making that silly okay circle shape with my fingers. Ten, fewer areas to put sunscreen on and fewer areas to sunburn. This is a good thing for me because I have super fair skin. 11. I don't have to worry about accidentally using my hands in soccer. I guess that gives me an advantage. 12. No fighting over the armrest at the movies. Really, no fighting over the armrest anywhere. 13. No armpits. How can there be pits when there are no arms? They're more like flats. 14. I'll get the royal treatment when I start driving in a few years. That's right. It's princess parking for this girl everywhere I go. And yes, I will be driving an actual car. Watch out, roads. 15. Less money spent on jewelry, rings, bracelets, watches, etc. 16. No flabby flapjack arms when I get old. My great grandma has those. Hopefully, she's not reading this. 17. No push ups. 18. I never get that floppy, numb arm thing at night from sleeping on my arms. My dad gets that just about every night. 19. No one's ever challenged me to a thumb war, which is good because I don't like war. 20. Pranks that work. One day, I'll pull a fantastic prank like pretending my arms got torn off in an elevator door or something. I look forward to that. I stared at the screen. Who exactly was I trying to convince? The person who'd called me a freak yesterday or myself. I hit publish and browsed through some of my previous posts. I noticed that Emily had commented on a lot of them, mostly short remarks like LOL or miss you girl. Someone else had commented that I was in their art class at school, though they didn't say who they were. A couple of other people wrote that I made them laugh. That was nice. I was responding to one of Emily's comments when I heard a knock at the door. I let Connor in, and we played video games while we waited for Zion to show up. When we heard another knock, I jumped up and opened the door. Zion stood there, looking all shy as usual, with his mom. He had the biggest smile and I, biggest smile I had ever seen. I just wanted to meet these new friends of Zion's, she said. She looked like she might explode from happiness. I guess from her expression, she didn't meet a lot of his friends. 
I remembered what Zion had said about his parents being huge geeks as I took her in her Wolverine tank top and purple skirt. I thought she looked pretty cool. Hi. I resisted the urge to stare at my own feet like Zion. I'm Avon. I turned and looked at Connor. That's Connor. Connor barked as he continued playing the game, totally ignoring us. I'm Zion's mom, she said. She wore a sparkly purple headband and her curly black hair. I wanted one of those sparkly purple headbands in the matching purple skirt. She looked at me with eyes that were the same exact deep brown as Zion's. What game are you guys playing, she asked. Just Mario Kart, I said. She glanced from Connor to me and back again. And for one terrifying moment, I thought she was going to ask if she could play with us. Instead, she looked down at Zion. Well, have fun playing with your new friends, sweetie pie, she said and kissed him on the top of his head. Zion groaned a little. You can go now, mom, he said, but not really in a mean way. She turned that beaming smile back at, on me. I'll be back in a few hours if that's okay. Okay, I said. When I shut the door, Zion sighed and said, I thought she would never leave, even mm -hmm. though she'd only been standing there for about one minute. Hey, where'd your mom get her headband? I asked Zion. He looked at me like I was crazy. I don't know. We played a couple more races, and then I led the two guys to the storage shed. Connor rummaged through the junk while Zion and I tried to read some old documents we found stacked in a giant heap in one corner. Periodically, Connor would hold something up for us, like an old boot or handkerchief, and say, check this out, like whatever he was holding was interesting, when in fact it was not. Connor also found an entire box of books about tarantulas. Cool, I said, dipping my toes into the box and sifting through the books. Maybe you guys can carry this up to the apartment for me. While I browsed through one of the tarantula books, Zion continued moving the stacks of documents and boxes until he uncovered a large wooden desk buried beneath all the stuff. Connor and I examined the desk with him. It had a row of drawers going down one side, but those were locked. Where do you think the key is? Zion asked me. I shrugged. This desk is probably like 50 years old. It could be anywhere. You know how to pry it open? Zion shook his head. It's so dusty in here. He coughed. And my mom's going to be back soon. I sighed. Yeah, I guess we can give up for today. Wait, look, Connor said. He reached under the desk and pulled out an old guitar. It was pretty beaten up from neglect and the strings were missing. On the back of it, in very small letters, someone had carved the initials. A. B. C. What do you think they stand for? Connor asked. The alphabet? No, I ran a toe over the carved letters. Something, something, Kavanaugh.